Welcome to the Unschooling Lifestyle Podcast, where we share practical tips to live in partnership with your children. Let's dive in. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Unschooling Lifestyle. Today, I have my friend and colleague, Stephanie Ike, and her and I connected through uh, Dana Martin's program, um, advocacy and coaching program. She did it a little bit before me, but we're both, you know, been uh, under the mentorship of Dana Martin from Radical Unschooling. So here we are to talk about Stephanie's experience and what she's working on and learn more about her journey. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Good morning. Hi, Juliet. I'm great. Great to see you. Thank you so much for being here. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family? Yes. So uh, I have two teenagers. My son just turned 16 and my daughter will be 15 in July. And we started unschooling unexpectedly, actually. Um, I didn't even know that the word exist existed wow. until I realized that we were doing it. <laughs> okay. So, um, and that started about seven years ago. Um, our journey started with pulling out of public school after they had gone through second and third grade. Okay. And I realized it just was not working. I could see like the light diminishing in their eyes for learning. And, and I just, I never thought about homeschooling before, but I just felt like I can't let them still be in this place anymore. And so we did virtual school for a year. So you did virtual school before it was even a thing, right? Because you said this seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, we used K-12. Okay. And it was a good transition. So for someone okay. that's coming from public school, thinking about homeschooling and not really understanding how many different options there are, it was a great way to make the transition into homeschooling. Get your feet wet. Yes. But I learned after the first two or three months that it wasn't going to be what we did forever. Okay. We, I learned very quickly that it was, I had to play a game. I had to play the system. Mm-hmm. So every lesson was broken in, down into chunks that they would have done if they were in a public school setting okay. and they didn't need all that repetition. You know, they could look at something and go ahead and finish it without doing it four or five times. Yes. And so I just played the game, you know, marked things done that they, did, mm-hmm. that they didn't do and just knew that, you know, let's just get through this year. This is a great way. We have so much more free time. We tapped into the homeschool community mm-hmm. and, you know, went to a lot of different um, play dates and, Uh, different classes, like through the parks department and those kinds of things. And so after that year, I decided we were just going to do our own thing. And we actually went to a micro school for one semester and that was going well too, but that also was a little uh, less flexible. So they went two days a week for four hours but it was on the days of the things that we had met other people, other homeschoolers, mm-hmm. and we wanted to do things with them. And I decided I was going to pull them out at the Thanksgiving break because there were only two more weeks after that. Okay. And I had family coming to visit. And so I just decided, um, you know, we're not going to do this and we'll see what happens after Christmas and we'll figure it out then. Okay. And then my husband got a job offer to move and <laughs> oh my very goodness quick, very lot. quickly yes we had the house packed up and staged to sell he moved um to start his job we were still home with most of our belongings in storage oh, um, wow. waiting for the house to sell and that's when i was like i really 
we didn't do anything that looked like school. Like school, yes. And that's how unschooling started for our family. Um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know that it was a thing. I didn't, I, I had no idea. I that, just, we were just going about our days and doing whatever made us happy. And and yeah. then we moved. <laughs> and where did you move from? So where sta- what state did you start it? And where did you move to? Where we, you started in, we started in Florida and we moved okay. to Tennessee. Okay. Now, what are the difference? I think a lot of, a lot of us have gone through the, you know, like the legalities and the requirements. What was your, um, your transition in terms of that, you know, the legalities of like homeschooling, you know, in Florida versus Tennessee, are they similar? They are similar. And I just happened through a recommendation of someone, um, used an umbrella school called Home Life Academy. And it just so happened that it is, they were like maybe in five or six states and Florida and Tennessee happened to be them. So I was able to just move and not have to do anything, which was really nice, but I just got lucky. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I love that. I think, you know, that's often, you know, for parents, it's like, that's one of the hurdles, you know, before you get started, you have to look into that, whether testing is required, whether it's not, you know, I know Michigan is a very friendly state for, you know, for homeschooling and for I think for legality purposes, that's how one schooling is seen in most states mm-hmm. as a modality of homeschooling. So right. do you have to do anything special in Tennessee now, you know, like after you realize that you were like kind of like unschooling versus the traditional homeschooling and and using that umbrella school or so the school, the umbrella school that I use has um limited requirements. You have okay. to once a year, you have to put in your educational plan. Um, and then you have to record attendance twice a year. Now your plan, there are no requirements for what your plan is. You can make your plan anything you want. And they're the one that I use is very unschooling friendly. Um, in fact, I just did a transcript review for my son who's 16 because he wants to do dual enrollment in the fall. And so he'll be attending community college while also getting high school credit. And so I went through one of the, with their counselors and she cleaned up the transcript to make it look like what colleges want to see mm-hmm. knowing full well that we're unschoolers and we don't have like structured curriculum. Okay. Totally fine with it. She's like, you, we just, I just need to use the right language and we need to make this instead of it calling it this, we're going to call it this and everything's fine. No questions asked. Okay. Okay. I love that though, because I was just talking to someone yesterday and then she was asking, we were talking about the college aspect and I'm like, well, colleges look at different things now, you know, when they have children that have come from an unschooling background and stuff like that. So you guys were able, so you stay with the umbrella school since you moved to Tennessee, right? And you guys. Yes. Okay. Okay. And so this process with the dual enrollment, I've learned, um, for homeschoolers, the portfolio is really mm-hmm. important. Okay. You can make the transcript. They'll, they'll help you if you're with an umbrella school or if you do it yourself, you know, you can be registered just through the county here also. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can make your own transcript, but the portfolio is what makes homeschoolers stand out because we okay. typically have so many more uh, unique options and we've done mm-hmm. different things that people in public school haven't done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now that's what I've worked on is really uh, enhancing the portfolio. Okay. So what is your way of doing the portfolio? Uh, how, it's uh, through the, through my umbrella school. They have okay. uh, an online portal that is where you keep your grades, your attendance, and you can put your portfolio. Okay. You can also make your own portfolio. 
It does not, you don't yes. have to use theirs. Um, any program that you find that works for you, you can use. Yeah, that's amazing. I think I started, I started doing that too, because I was like recording. I'm like, we have traveled, you know, we have taken so many trips throughout the year and there mm -hmm. has been so many experiences throughout the year that I was like, I have an online version. I have a written version. Um, let me quickly talk about something else that I've learned because as okay. my kids have gotten older, there's just, you know, like a little bit new, you know, every stage is there's something a little bit different. And I think, um, this is really important for people that are worried about, well, what about college? I love that. I love that. Yeah. So we, that, so I have literally just gone through this experience with my son. Um, he decided he wanted to do the dual enrollment. Okay. And so we, we were going to go down a different road first. First, we were going to do something that's called middle college. Okay. And I realized, and they had specific ACT requirements, but then I realized you had to be registered through the county to make that happen. And I wanted to be, I wanted to continue with our other registration with mm -hmm. our uh, umbrella school. So he still wanted to do the ACT because it will allow him to test out of some of the classes so he can start at a higher level. Okay. So he had not done any formal math classes since he was 10 or 11 years old. And that was the one section that we were a little bit concerned about for the ACT. So he started with a private tutor in October and he took the ACT in February and he learned oh enough algebra one, algebra two and geometry to score two points higher than he needed for his ACT to test out of things. I love so that. I can, from personal experience, I can attest if somebody wants to learn something yes. and they're motivated, mm -hmm. we'll find a way for it to happen and they will mm -hmm. end up getting what they need. So anyone mm -hmm. that's worried about college, maybe it will take a little longer for some people. Yes. But that's okay. The whole point is if that's what they want, you can help find the resource and you can yes. make it happen. So yes. like no fear whatsoever. Just let it go. <laughs> I know. And you know, that is some of the, some of the hardest things that I know in my journey, I worked through that. And Stephanie and I are together in a, in a, in a mastermind class with Dana, where we just collaborate and kind of talk about wh our, what our journey is and advocates and coaches. But one of the things that she said, and then I love about, you know, her journey in particular is that she was able to, she said, I just let go of that fear, you know, and I just wanted to, you know, and this is probably one of the biggest fears that people have as they transition into unschooling. So can you walk us through how did you get there? So one of the things that I have realized is that unschooling is so much more about doing the work on yourself yes. to let it happen. The kids are going to be fine, no matter what That's age the they are. Mm -hmm. If they have been in school for a long time, it will take them a little time to, to de-school de and lose some of that conditioning. Yeah. Um, the first couple years, I remember um, the kids, like every maybe three or four months, like, are you sure we don't need to be doing something? Are we, are you sure we don't oh, need a, a workbook? Wondering, yes. Yeah, okay. just because they had been in school and, mm -hmm. and I'm like, you know, you really don't, if you want one, we'll get one for you if that would make you feel more comfortable, but you really don't need one. And every time they would ask a question, I would have to really reflect and see like, what was my answer for that? Yes. So you know, there, there was a time period of letting go of like bedtimes and yes. you know just things that you think you have to have. And they would say, well, but why, why do I, why does it matter? And I could not give them an answer. 
I love and that. the more and more that I worked through those things and mm-hmm. realized that I was working from a place of conditioning and a place of fear yes. that what would happen. And I couldn't come up with anything bad that was going to happen for any of these things that we were confronting. And just over time, it just slowly went away. And I'm like, what, what am I afraid of? There's nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Everything will work out fine. So what if somebody doesn't understand what we're doing? It doesn't, they're not in our life. They're not, exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Yes, um, yes. I did also, I read a book called, it's by Dr. Nicole LaPera and that's L-E-P-E-R-A, LaPera. Um, I, heard, I heard her name before, I think. She has a, she's on Instagram, Facebook uh, as the holistic psychologist. Okay. Um, And her book is called How to Do the Work. And I read through that book and I really, it really made me look inward and figure out where, like what, what I was going through and why I was afraid of things. Okay. Um, and it just helped me work through that. She has since added, since I read it, she's added a workbook now. Um, for me, I didn't need to write down the the work and figure it out. I could just process it in my head. Oh my but goodness. for people that That's like so to good. have the book, so good, so good <laughs> that you can do that. I'm a write, I'm a write it, I'm a write it down type of yeah. person. Though. But I mean, I work through it. But then I need the I need those words. You, I feel yeah. like for me, it's those feelings by putting them on paper. It's like right. getting them out of myself, and I'm I'm separating myself from them. But yeah, I'm so, she so cool. Yeah, she's got the workbook now. Um. Definitely follow her, her socials. Mm-hmm. I, what I really love about her is she is educated as a traditional psychologist, but has also done all of the holistic work and comes from a place of, of being holistic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she has tools and resources from a more traditional background, but she integrates them. Mm-hmm. And I like that because I, I am a in my head kind of a person and a logical thinker, mm-hmm. but I also feel very much, you know, I feel things intuitively and learning to put those two things together is great. And she's just a great yeah. resource for that. Yes. I love yeah. that. So, and, and I know, you know, as you went through this book and through this process, what is the, what is your husband's, um, you know, because you started like you knew that they shouldn't be in public school anymore. Mm-hmm. So what is your husband's journey? Is it the same <laughs> as yours? Definitely not the same. He definitely <laughs> did think... not get there at the same time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can you just share a little bit about how that was for both yes. of you and just for him in particular? Yeah. So when we started, when I pulled the kids out of public school, I knew that I was going to have resistance. Um, mm-hmm. His, we, we come from a background of educators. His mom was a teacher. My mom was a teacher and a, a principal. And, wow. you know, we both were brought up in public school and that's, you know, all that we knew. But I just knew, like my gut, I just knew that I had to get them out. So I actually registered them in the umbrella school and did all of the paperwork and had it finished before I even told him. What's oh happening. my goodness. That is so brave. I love that. Yeah. I, because I was just, I felt like if I didn't do that, I would get, yeah. I would let myself get talked out of it. Yes. Oh, and I, so I, I just, feeling. I don't normally like hold things back. We, we have been married Oh God, this year, this year is going to be 28 years. So wow. like, you know what? 
you don't stay together if you hold things back if from each other. So I don't absolutely. usually do that. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But I just knew that I had to. So he was, you know, a little uh, unsure about things, but trusted my judgment. And, you know, because of the trust that we have with each other, he was like, okay, we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, he would just ask questions every once in a while. And when we, when we like, after we moved and we weren't doing anything, he was a little nervous and like, well, at least have somebody come in and like do math with him. And so we did have a tutor come to the house once a week for, I don't know, maybe three months that okay. would do math with them. And so it was like little things like that. The more I like realized that we were unschooling and I was just trying different programs, like I would find a science class to go to mm -hmm. or just things to get them out. So that kind of kept him like, okay, well, they're doing something that looks like school. So I'm just uh -huh. going to, you just kind of stayed hands off. I trust you, whatever, like, you know, if you say it's okay, then it's okay. And then uh, when, th what really solidified it for him that he genuinely like got it okay, um, was when his office shut down in 2020 mm -hmm. and he had to work from home and he was home with us for the first time, like yes. all the time. And I know that the pandemic was really difficult for a lot of people, for but it people, actually yeah. was the absolute best thing that ever happened to our family <laughs> Yeah, because he travels for work quite a bit. And then he was at the office. And so he was only home, you know, such a minimal part of our days and our lives and didn't really see what was happening. You know, he just, but it allowed him to be around and like fully integrate into what we were doing. And it just, everything started clicking and wow. he just totally got it. Like he just really fully, like he believes in it now. He, you know, promotes unschooling to other people, talks about, you know, how great everything is. So um, first, I think it can be really hard for dads that aren't at home as often. If they are yeah. working outside of the home or traveling or just in the office all the time, um, you kind of almost just have to experience it. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, I would suggest for dads out there, if even if you aren't able to be home and experience it, like trust your partner to like, if they really are feeling it and you mm -hmm. see that everybody's happy, just like lean into that trust, even if you have some fear mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it'll strengthen everyone's relationship. <laughs> Yes. I really believe that too. You know, it's, it's so hard for the dads that they don't see what goes on. Mm -hmm. So to kind of like be on the same page, but definitely trusting your partner and knowing and talking about it. I feel yeah. like for us it was a lot of working through our fears together. You know, yeah. we both had come from different backgrounds, my husband and I, that we had different experiences in our schooling, you know, years and stuff like that. So working through that helped us come yeah. to the point that we're at today. But also the other aspect, you know, you mentioned your mom is a, was an, uh, a teacher and a principal. Mm -hmm. How does that, um, was that really like pushback at the beginning or how long did it take for her? Because I know she's also in, in many, many advocates for unschooling in any other environment outside of the school system come from the education background, you know? Right. Uh, how do that, it took how her, that happens? Yeah, it took her a little time to get there. Um, when I first told her, I can, as I'm saying this now, I can see her face. I literally <laughs> watched her face, like her whole demeanor changed. She just had this look, she looked sick to her stomach. Oh my <laughs> like goodness. She, 
she was just like, could not believe that I had done that. But, and she didn't really, she didn't even know what to say. Like she was so taken aback. She didn't know what to say. Wow. And so when we started with the virtual school, you know, I had all the textbooks and we, you know, we, we were so excited. It was so fun to have all this cool stuff at home. And so like, she wanted to be a part of it, obviously, because she was, a t- had been a teacher. And so she would come over and in the morning and we would like have our plan and get the books out and be at the table trying to make the kids do this work. <laughs> and they were just like, oh my God, they were so miserable. Yeah. And so she and I both realized very quickly that you cannot recreate school at home. Exactly. We had to totally switch gears and flip. And she worked through that with me, you know, um, and we just kind of like, we talked about it a lot because at the time she, we lived in the same neighborhood. So it was, she was, it was very close. She could just pop in and, you know, because we lived two minutes from each other. Um, And we worked through that first, those first few months trying to, you know, figure out what was going to work. And, she's just kind of, she's been uncertain all along the way up until the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, she, once she saw that homeschooling was working in general, she totally got on board with it and embraced okay. it, but she still wanted to see like something that looked like school. And when she, when we got to the point where we weren't doing anything that looked like school, she just would ask a lot of questions and mm-hmm. she would listen to my answers and ask me to send her articles and you know, she did some like research on her own to see that, you know, I'm not the only one out there doing this. Doing like it, yes. There are other people that are doing this. So it's not, <laughs> yes, it's I love not that. just our family. And she now is like 100% on board and wow. tells her educator friends how great unschooling is. And um, she's even said things in the past about like, I can't believe that I worked in the system and some of the things I used to make those kids do. Um, she's like, now I can see it was just so unnecessary, but, um, she's like, but that was what was expected and required. You know, that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but total, you know, total turnaround embraces it, encourages it, you know, just loves to see how both kids are on their, their, both of mine have like a completely separate unschooling journey. They are very different, Mm -hmm. have different paths. Um, and you know, she just fully supports whatever their choices are. That's beautiful. So, you know, talking through those difficulties, you know, with your mom and kind of, you know, making, you know, sharing the philosophy with them, is that Mm -hmm. how you got to advocacy and to, and to, um, to Dana's program? Is that kind of, or what led you to say, I want to advocate for this lifestyle and for children's Um, it kind of, it came about in 2020 when, okay. you know, all of the programs that we had been involved in, everything was shut down. So mm-hmm. there was more free time. There was more time to look inward, explore, mm-hmm. um, because I didn't have the same time constraints that I did before. And it, I just, I felt so good about the, where we were in our journey and I, like how happy the kids were. And I just, I had this overwhelming need to share it with other people so that they could get to this place that we were in and not feel so weighed down and stressed out all the time. Mm -hmm. And I just happened to be scrolling on Facebook and came across Dana's program. And it was the first time I had ever even seen anything from her. And I was like, I think this could be it. This could be Mm -hmm. something, this could be a way that I can help people um, get to where we are because I want other people to feel this like 
the the weight being lifted from them and yes. just the joy and the freedom that I didn't know was possible. Yes. Um, and I just, yes. Yeah, so I just want everyone to get to the same place because I don't like to see people so stressed out and hurt all the I time. Know. I know. And that is one of the hardest things to, to, to see, but also to know, to share with others that it is a journey that it doesn't, you know, as much as we would like to go fast and get to like this, you know, place of enjoyment and like, you know, kind of blissful life, it kind of comes with its own, um, I want to say struggles, but just rather inner work, you know, this discoveries that we have to go through in order to get here. Right. Yes. Yes. And um, I don't think you can't just tell someone and they can be like, oh, okay, well now I'm there because you said mm -hmm. it, you, you have to get there on your own. And it might take you, it might take one person a few weeks and it might take another person a few years, Mm -hmm. but but you, you have to do the work to get there yourself. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, speaking of work, I think, you know, I have done, that's probably the biggest growth that I've had in this journey is the work that I have done on myself. Yeah. Um, What kind of work and what kind of specific tools you have used to do the work that you had to do yourself to be able to get here? Yeah. So um, that book that I mentioned before, um, mm-hmm. how to do the work, that was definitely one of them. Um, Dana's books, um, she's got raising rebels and yes. I think I have it here, this one. <laughs> yes, we um, love that. Yes. Any of Dana's books, anything I read everything by Blake Bowles. Mm-hmm. He is another great resource. Um, I read a lot of Peter Gray's work yes. who publishes a lot in psychology today. Again, yes. taking that traditional education mm-hmm. and background, but they are, they can see how you can apply it in such a different right. way and it doesn't mm-hmm. have to you don't have to be in that system. Um, this other book, this uh, this is this one here. You can cut. Well, it's blurring out a little bit, but it's called Reality Is Broken. Okay. Um, it's by Jane McGonigal, and it's why games make us better and how they can change the world. It talks about video gaming and how it actually builds communities. Oh, um, I love that. It, it so it was really that was really good too. I she. She is a, has her doctorate, works at a university. Um, and so again, taking that traditional background and just, you know, putting it out there that you can use this traditional yes. information and, and see it in a different way. Um, it just constantly reading through, and, and I don't have to do it as much anymore, mm-hmm. but when I first started, I read every article I came mm-hmm. across on Facebook. Yes. I read every post that was posted in radical unschooling. Um, and I would read the comments because it would Mm -hmm. help me understand where other people were coming from. And then I would see people, some people that didn't understand, you know, the point of view, but it helped me then understand why I might be feeling the way that I was feeling by reading like Mm -hmm. both sides of the comments. Um, and I have on my website, actually anything that like really strikes me, I post on there. I have a resources Mm -hmm. page. Um, and so I just, I just put things in there and I just yes. continue to read and, and discover more information. That is, um, yeah, that I have actually, you know, br- I browse through your website before our conversations and, you know, and it is so very helpful because it really breaks it down by like the de-schooling process, you know, what that 
it's like, and I think, you know, this schooling is very important, but I also yeah. think, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a process that continues to evolve because we de-school, we let go of one thing, but then something else kind of pops up and you're right. like, oh, I have to work on this. And, um, and it continues to evolve. So I love, I yeah. love that you have that available. And you, the last book that you mentioned that you spoke about gaming, gaming is a big one for, you know, people to let go. And one of my biggest aha moments came through gaming, you know, and how I was not being respectful of what my son was building on, you know, and I was just seeing that as like, not, uh, not worthy of his time per se. Mm -hmm. Do you guys, um, do you have gamers in your house? My son is. He is an avid gamer. In fact, he um, is on Twitch and he's monetized. Oh, so cool. it is a big part of his life. Um, and that was a hard one for me too. Yes. Watching my like 11, 12 year old son mm -hmm. spend so much time on it. Uh, it. It was hard. Like that was one of the things I really had to work on letting go. And one of the ways that I did that was getting more involved in in the gaming, yes. not that I was playing, but just asking more questions, um, trying to understand it more. And, mm -hmm. and he was happy to explain everything to me. And to this day, he's 16. He still will come and tell me things that have happened in his games or like levels that he's gotten to and how he had to work to get there. And, mm -hmm. and he knows, I don't really even understand what he's talking about, but I'm interested. And I, you know, show him that I'm interested. And so he shares with me, yes. um, and now I fully embrace it. I totally get the community. I get all of the skills he's learning from it. Yes. Um, and through Dana's program and meeting other people online, I didn't understand online relationships. But now that I've actually, mm -hmm. I have them myself. Yes. I have lots of friends now that are online that I've never met in person. And they're close friends. Like I, you know, share everything with them. So actually going through that aspect of it um also yeah. really helped me um yeah. so yeah i i think gaming is great there's so much learned from it so much potential yeah. so many great skills um no and, and i yeah i definitely agree with that you know like some of our gaming i mean gaming i never did it but it was mostly because we never really had i grew up in mexico so but and even my time i was you know like late 80s i was born in 82 so my gaming um time was mario you know nintendo <laughs> yeah <laughs> the super old version well, i remember when i was like in elementary school i had an atari oh so yes I, yes so i was born in 75 so you know i had the atari first and oh my yes. god i remember loving it and i don't remember anybody ever telling me i couldn't play on it and I, you know, I would play for hours and hours at a time and it was totally fine. That's not an issue at all. Yes. <laughs> and now um, we try to control, you know, how many, you know, and I think we use at, at least in, you know, at the beginning of when we started traditional homeschooling, you know, the, the, the reward system of, you know, if you do your work, you can get to do, you get to do the, your gaming. Right. Right. And I'm like, the, and now that I think back, I'm like, that was so rude. Like, and I have <laughs> apologized to myself because I'm like yeah. I know that was rude and to yep. interrupt his um his process of learning you know in in trying to achieve a, a level because they are so hard I have tried literally I have tried to sit down with him and play 
And I can't even get the use of the control this right. Like, I can't either. You know? I can't. Everything moves so fast now. Yes. And the graphics are just so much more intense. I they maybe are. it's because we didn't grow up with it. Like I literally just cannot focus. I cannot, I cannot no, figure I mean, it out. I, but, I, but I am just amazed, you know, like, you know, the graphics, like you said, they are extremely like, I'm like, what I wonder. And I ask constantly, I'm like, how do you think they make that, Anthony? And then he said, Well, they use some of the he says some techniques I'm like but what is that he's like well they do this and I'm like well how do you know that and he's like I don't know I just learned it (laughs) so you know but I do know that you know some the learning that has happened and it's not it's something that you can quantify at all mm-hmm. times. And that is often scary for, you know, for parents and for you know, people overall, when you are not able to quantify and to right. measure what they're learning, but it comes out. And I think the happiness that they get to follow their own passion. It is just, yeah. it doesn't really have, um you know, a price or anything that you can put on that. So I right. love that you went through that. Um, with your with your family now what about so you you say your daughter doesn't game right or she does n- not not at all <laughs> she went through a phase she played a little bit on roblox but okay i don't know i mean i guess it. that's technically gaming but that's about it um i love that she she is very very different she likes to have a little more structure and mm-hmm. actually for the first couple years that we were like fully unschooling she kind of mm-hmm. struggled with it a little bit um and it got, got to the point, like I could tell she just really wasn't that happy. And I didn't understand why, like you have all this freedom. You can literally do anything you want. You know, why, why was she not thriving in the same way that my son was? And she's just a different personality. She needs a little bit more structure. Mm-hmm. She likes to have someone suggest things for her to do mm-hmm. instead of like coming up with it on her own all the time. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm for me, unschooling is all about educational freedom. And yes. so it doesn't look the same for everyone. Yeah. For her, unschooling it's an looks it exactly. Yeah. So she wanted a little more structure. So this last year, she was going um like school year, she was going one day a week to a homeschool program and taking um some traditional subjects. And she was enjoying it and she liked it until a few weeks ago, actually. And she decided that she was done. Yes. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to make you go <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. You got out of it what you needed for this, like mm-hmm. this point in your life. And she's not sure what she wants to do next. Um, she thinks she'd like to have maybe some like books to work on and some subjects, but she wants a little more accountability. So I, we don't know what we're going to do yet um, mm-hmm. right now. Uh, we're just going to take it a little, you know, like day by day right now. All she mm-hmm. cares about is it's like almost summer and she's got a lot of public school friends and they'll be out of school. And she's like all about, you know, the bikinis and the TikToks and, <laughs> you know, the hair and the makeup and, and shopping and that kind of stuff. And yes. so, you know, as long as she's happy, then that's, you know, that's, that'll be her focus until she's ready for something else. And then yeah. I'll help her figure out what that is. Exactly. And I love that what you said about educational freedom, though, because normally I think if we start something, you know, we are very keen on saying, well, if you start something, you have to finish, you know, and you're supposed to finish And But I'm like, as adults, we don't we don't get put in that situation. If we're done with start something and then we're done with it, we are it's okay for us to quit. But why isn't that we can't let our children say, I got it, I got what I needed out of this. I think I want to move on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. 
And when she told me, like I said, this was just a few weeks ago. My first, I had like a million thoughts like running through my head. Okay, how do I react to this? What do I say? What's the path going to be? You know, there were only was there were only maybe five weeks left in the program. Mm-hmm. And so I did have an initial thought, well, it's only five more weeks. It's already paid for. Let's just finish it out. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, so every week we're going to get up early on that day and you're going to tell me you don't want to go and I'm going to mm-hmm. get in the, and drive you for 45 minutes to this oh, place that, knowing that, that you a, don't want to be there commitment. anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, why, why do I, why am I going to do that? You're not going to get anything good out of that experience. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go through a few more chapters in, you know, the history and the English and the science. Okay. But (laughs) that you're not even going to enjoy, like you said, you don't need to, and you're probably not going to enjoy. And it just wants to put a, just a little dent on the connection that you guys have built over and trust over, over exactly. Exactly. So it started, she, she didn't want to do the home ec class anymore. And so that day that she told me that she didn't want to do any of it anymore, we were going for her to go do the rest of the school day and just leave early and not do home ec. And then she's like, you know, I'm just kind of done. I'm like, okay, well, let's just go. We've got a couple things there you need to pick up. We'll just tell them that we're going to be totally done. And she was like, oh, okay. And so, (laughs) so that's what we did. Yeah. Because again, I was like, well, I'm just not going to force her to do anything that she doesn't mm-hmm. want to do. There is no benefit to it. it there only no. will be a hurt relationship. Yes. So, and yeah. I think as you, you know, because um, you know how people where somebody was at our house a couple of days ago, picking up some, I don't know, some rocks or something, but they mentioned how they said, well, enjoy the younger years because when they become teenagers, they are just Ugh. terrible. And I'm like, that's oh, I, thing I hate say. hearing people talk about teenagers that way. I love my teenagers. I am we have such a great relationship. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they tell me anything and everything. Sometimes things that I wish they wouldn't tell me. <laughs> like sometimes I don't really want to know that. But uh, you know, they're they're just like so fully coming into themselves, and it's mm-hmm. so rewarding to see them figure out who they are and the different paths that they want to take and how they're like building confidence and just mm-hmm. like really figuring out who they are as people. Um, and you know, sure they're irritable sometimes, but I'm irritable. But aren't <laughs> we all? Yes. Like we all are. Bad, it's we all, yeah. yeah. Like just because they're having a bad day doesn't mean that they're a terrible teenager. It just means they're mm-hmm. having a bad day. Yeah. And I have just learned, you know, that I am going to get the eye rolls occasionally, but I give the eye rolls, you know, like oh. I do all of the same things. So why would it do. not be yes. okay for them to be that same way? Exactly. So. <laughs> I love that though, because I think this is so important for people to know because this connection that, you know, that your family has, you know, has been building over time though. Mm-hmm. So when you take the time and you have that freedom of letting them follow their paths and supporting their paths versus judging what they want to do, you know, it really creates a more confident, you know, person and it it shows in everything that they do. So I love that. So, um, I know you started, you guys started on schooling like early in the, you know, in their school, you know, you said it was like first and second grade, right. 
They finished second and third grade in public oh, they school. finished second and third grade, though. Yeah. So what yeah. now, because they're older, and you just talked about so many great topics about college, you know, the, the relationship, you know, and how to get to a point of letting go of fear. Mm-hmm. What would you say to parents that perhaps have, you know, children, you know, around your, uh, your children's age, if they're starting to think about this journey and, you know, that they're thinking about it, but they're afraid. What would your words of wisdom would be for them? Yeah, so just to to trust is the biggest thing. You have yeah. to learn to trust. And what's really hard for a lot of people is that we weren't trusted when we were growing up. And so you, you don't know what that feels like necessarily. Um, and yes. so you have to like just Every time a fear comes up or like something triggers you and makes you afraid of something, you have to confront it head on and you have to ask yourself, why am I afraid of this? And if you can't ask or answer why you're afraid of it, maybe you can answer, well, what is it that you're afraid is actually going to happen? Yes. Okay. So if, if X happens, then what does that mean? And if you can't answer those questions, in a way that actually something fearful, something bad could happen, then mm-hmm. you need to let it go. Um, <laughs> so, so I would just say, just even if you're afraid, just work through the process mm-hmm. and you will come out, you know, together. You'll figure it out together. Yeah. Don't try to figure it all out for them. Yes. You know, like walk with them through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to tear down all the walls for them. Like a part of it is letting them figure that out for themselves. And you're just there as the support and yes. the resource when they need a little bit of help. Um, so like letting them really figure out what they want. Um, and, and it'll be harder that. for a teenager, like that has mm-hmm. always been in the system. It's, it's going to be it harder for time. them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that the schooling process is definitely not, it's not just for the parents, but it's also for them, you know, as yeah. people that they have, um, they have been in the system for a little while, you know, for a yeah. couple of years, even yeah. my son, we started when he was in like technically first grade and we had to go, he had to go through some de-schooling process himself yeah. from just being in the kindergarten and he was in a Montessori setup. So Right. Um, you know, so everything is, you know, yeah. there's always something to like oh. patience. There's mm-hmm. it just takes patience because it's not going to going to happen overnight. It is no. going to take time. Yeah. And even if you see that they are embracing it, that doesn't mean there might not be a setback. You know, they mm-hmm. might think all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, all I have all these friends that are going to school and they keep asking me, you know, well, what about this and what about that? And, you know, they'll it, it can create fear in them even when they've worked through it it can Mm -hmm. still come back. So Mm -hmm. just be patient, you know, and let them work through that process again. Don't just don't give up. Just keep trusting the process. I love that. And as you continue to, you know, trust their process, and now that you moved on to like advocacy and coaching and coaching, Mm -hmm. what are you, what are you working on and what are your services to other people that perhaps are in this transition? Yeah. So um, I work with people that either have been unschooling for a while or in maybe just something comes up that they're having a hard time working through. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes really, I feel like as a coach, I I can, I'm almost more of just a listener because I feel like everybody really has the answers within themselves. They just need someone to help them bring it out and just a person to ask the right questions so that they can, you know, find that answer that's already within them. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just, I just help people work through specific issues or just get on board with the whole process in general. Um, mm-hmm. It can be, it doesn't have to be unschooling. Um, it can be homeschooling because there's lots of different ways to homeschool. Yes. Um, and again, like I said, with the educational freedom, because I have one child that thrives completely in the holy unschooling mm-hmm. and one child that doesn't thrive when it's that, that way. I, I feel like it's important to, um, to help people like in both situations. In both, so yeah. there's, there's just not one right or wrong answer, but, um, helping people work through to figure out what's the best path for each of their children individually. I love um, that. And how yeah. can people connect with you? What are your, um, uh, what do you have available? Yeah. So I have, um, I have my website, which is mm-hmm. stephanieig.com. Um, and I have a lot of resources there. I also, I write a blog that I post there, um, and usually that's just about the kinds of things that we're doing as a family mm-hmm. or something will strike me and I'm like, oh, I just need to share this story. Um, <clears throat> and so I put that in there. I also have a Facebook page, Parenting, Unschooling a Respectful Parenting Advocate. Okay. Where I, I, I changed it recently and it's got like educational freedom in there. But okay, that's, okay. Terrible, that's terrible. I can't remember, but yeah, um, no, no worries. I think everybody has yeah. like sometimes so many platforms and, you know, some right. sites that accept more characters than others that you have yes. to, like, you have to shorten some of it, but right. we'll have all the links available for people in case they want to connect with Stephanie. So, so you have your website, your Facebook page and, and on Instagram, uh, okay. YouTube, everything is at Stephanie Ike. So just okay. look for my name everywhere. <laughs> it should come up. <laughs> just Google um, for Name. Yeah. I also, another thing that I would, I'm going to start working on, um, for unschoolers, homeschoolers is I recently became a travel agent mm-hmm. and I want to put together some travel packages specifically for, uh, people that are, you know, homeschooling, unschooling, um, to like meet other people that are in the same position. Um, I love that. Together- okay. So the travel packages. So you're going to work on travel packages for families that are like unschooling families. So they can go and, and meet up at like a, a certain place and have everything. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's like picking um, a location that has a lot of different, interesting things that we can, you know, like meet up to do things together, have some social time. um, Mm -hmm. And then families can also go off and do some things on their own. But then like we come back together to meet up and, and hang out and talk about, you know, just, our lives in general and get to know other people that are doing the same kinds of things we are. That sounds like a fascinating idea. I definitely look forward to learning more about that because we travel a lot and I love traveling with purpose, but I think sometimes when we travel, we are, it's definitely just us, you know, unless you're going to a specific, you know, like a world schooling hub or something like that, that you are already connected with the people, then that, um, you get to immerse in the culture, but I think you miss out on that, on that, um, you know, experience with other people that are perhaps traveling, you know, in the same and have the same lifestyle and principles that you have as well. We travel a lot as a family also, but that is something that's missing is just Mm -hmm. all of my connections of people that are like similar to our lifestyle are online. Mm -hmm. And I just really, I feel like there is a need to connect in person. Online relationships are wonderful and I, you know, I love them and I appreciate mine so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes just getting into like, you know, be in person together, it's just a different energy. And I want to, I want to, you know, create a space and a place for, um, for that to happen. 
I love that. Thank you so much for your time, Stephanie, and definitely for your wisdom. I mean, I think your experience and I think what you've been through could definitely help a lot of people that are in this transition. So um, don't um, don't be afraid to reach out to Stephanie, you know, and check out her her work. It's really it's really amazing. I love the way you write. You're an excellent writer. And Thank you. <laughs> I love how relatable uh, your your blog posts are, though. So. Uh, thank you so much for your time and thank you everyone for being here with us. Please remember that your time is precious. I hope you're making it count and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Unschooling Lifestyle Podcast. Visit us at our website, www.theunschoolinglifestyle.com for additional information. And please remember that your time is precious. I hope you're making it count. Take care. 